On today's episode, we are going to take a closer look at Super Micro. Uh, a lot of viewers of this channel have actually up asked for an update. The company actually just shared pre-announcements on their earnings. I do have Billy here kind of explaining a little bit more of, of what's going on. Good afternoon, Billy, and take the lead. Good afternoon, Jose. So, Super Micro, favorite stock in my portfolio because it's gone up so much. Um the Supermicro had pre-announced its uh, fiscal fourth quarter earnings. Its fiscal quarter ends June 30th, so we're getting to the end of its fiscal year. Um, this has been pretty typical of Supermicro Computer that they pre-announce and they pre-announce blowout numbers relative to what they've guided. It's been happening, I think, for the last four or five quarters that they have just decided to... Um, I guess guide pretty conservatively and then blow out numbers and then pre-announce it before before they report. Um, I think they're going to report, uh, I'm not sure what day, August uh, 8th, Tuesday, August 8th. So, um, but uh, yeah, if you just look at these numbers, um, prior guidance, they had thought midpoint was 1.8 billion maybe around 250 per share in EPS. Looks like they're going to do, um, usually they come in at the high end of these pre-announced numbers. So it looks like they're gonna do almost 2.2 billion. Uh, so beating it by 400 million in just one quarter and their EPS will be uh, probably 335-ish on a gap basis. Uh, that's, I don't know. 33% beat relative to what they guided. So huge beat, um, as is typical. Um, I also calculated, since they're going to finish up their year in this quarter, what their full year would be. So if they came in at the high end of these numbers, they would be doing $7.12 billion in revenue, roughly, and $11.35 in earnings per share on a gap basis not a non-GAAP basis, because I think non-GAAP takes out stock-based compensation and some other things. I think it's mostly stock-based compensation at this point. There was some other restructuring charges that are now gone. So GAAP is probably what you want to look at. Um, so the stock would be trading around 27 times that figure. Um, again, uh, CEO Charles Lang has said he expects the company to grow at least 20% in fiscal 2024, despite the soft economy, uh, fueled by AI and high performance computing. So maybe a year from now, you're looking at, um, you know, it depends on how much operating leverage they get. You could be looking at maybe 30% EPS gross, maybe get to $15 next year. Uh, the stock's a little over 300 now. So Despite the stock doubling last year and then tripling this year, uh, more than tripling this year, you know, not not crazily priced. Um, hard for me to recommend a stock after it's gone up so much, but um, most viewers know I've owned this stock for a while. I have trimmed my position, but I still hold a lot of it. So uh, I think the good news is going to keep coming. Uh, last night, we got Microsoft and Google, and they forecast growing spend on tech and AI infrastructure uh, this year. So it looks like we're going to get sequential growth there. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see what Supermicro guides to and what the commentary is on their 
next earnings call. Um, there can be some lumpiness quarter to quarter. Um, so hard to say what they're going to guide to, if that's going to be indicative of the year ahead. Um, I would say, so last quarter they thought they had some supply constraints and maybe that's why their guidance uh, was a little conservative here. So I guess some of those supply constraints got alleviated during the quarter. Um, but just keep in mind that whatever they guide to is probably going to be a bit conservative uh, as long as the supply constraints don't pop up again. So overall, this was good. It was what the market was expecting, I would say, since the stock has basically tripled since its last earnings report. Uh, they probably fork investors probably forecast they were going to uh, beat guidance, but it's nevertheless good to get confirmation of that. And um, stock did not move too much on the news. Uh, again, it's already tripled since the last earnings report. So um, some of that is baked in. And, um, you know, uh, we're, we're just going to have to see how much they can grow, whether it's going to be 20% growth. Uh, which might be disappointing, or whether it's going to be like 50% growth. You, it's hard to know with this company. They've, they've grown earnings so much in the last couple of years. It's been a rocket ship. But um, of note, Charles Liang has said his long-term goal is to get to $20 billion in revenue. Um, and we're only at seven right now. So uh, if it the company does anything close to what he's been forecasting, it should be pretty good growth for several years. Discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon. My new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market. Using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience, I will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick five-minute 101s to in-depth analysis, covering not just popular chip stocks, but aiming to explore every public semiconductor. Plus, join the private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Billy, I know you've talked about it in the past. Um, do you recall about how much of their revenue is kind of those AI super supercomputers and AI servers that they sell? Yeah, they actually started disclosing that the last couple quarters. Yeah, they started disclosing that the last couple quarters. Um, I think last quarter it was like 29% or something in the high 20s, which was up from like the low 20s in the prior quarter. So, <clears throat> you know, um, there's been a lot. Obviously, you saw NVIDIA guide to 50% quarter over quarter growth. You have to think if Supermicro does something like that, uh, you know, that adds, you know, if 30% of their revenue grows by 50%, that's 15% incremental gain just from that quarter over quarter. So, um, and then you get forecasts like uh, AI chips are going to grow 50% CAGR for four or five years. So, with uh, those systems already being, you know, 30% is a pretty substantial portion. Um, that's opposed to, you know, last week TSMC gave us some interesting numbers that 
AI accelerators are only 6% of its revenue. So having high 20s percentage of your revenue coming from AI systems is pretty high. And I think that's why Supermicro has been doing so well um, this year, because investors are coming around to the fact that their, their business model is really, really good for AI applications because they're energy efficient, highly customized building block servers seem to be in the sweet spot of what um, AI da data centers require. Definitely. Thank you for that, Billy. And just a random thought that went through my head real quick for, for um, Supermicro. Um, when I think of this, I feel like to some extent, its revenue growth is, I don't know if capped is the right word, but is kind of controlled at the moment by the amount of chips that NVIDIA can give to it or sent out. And one thing that we saw from TSMC is NVIDIA and a lot of these AI chips, because of that backend uh, of advanced packaging, they can't keep up the demand. So I do believe there's, there's always. I'm not. A, I'm not a shareholder of Supermicro, but I can see a bullish case where, if obviously Nvidia ends up finding ways, teaming up with other advanced packaging to increase uh, that amount of of chips that they can deliver this year. Obviously, that would also kind of increase the cap. And maybe that's why Supermicro tends to be a little bit maybe more conservative. They want to see first how many chips from all these AI players they can get uh, before they kind of really see how, how much they can sell. Uh, so maybe also this might be an indication that NVIDIA might have gotten some more uh, some more capacity. Who knows? Uh, now, now I got my fingers crossed to see maybe this is a, a great announcement for NVIDIA. Maybe they got more capacity and great news for, for my NVIDIA holdings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, yeah, it, there have been stories of tight capacity on backend packaging. I think that's improving. I think uh, TSMC did just open up a new backend advanced packaging fab, but I, I actually still don't think it's enough. So mm -hmm. I think you're going to see improvement there, but still might be capped by a bit of packaging capacity this year relative to what it otherwise would be. So it's another reason to be bullish, I suppose, that even whatever numbers we're seeing could be even higher if they were able to completely mm -hmm. fill demand. So uh, yeah. yeah, good on this. This basket of AI winners is really, uh, it's really been, a, they've really been amazing this year. I'm glad to have one of them. I missed on NVIDIA, <laughs> but I, I, I got the value yeah. investors route to uh, AI riches, which is super micro. Oh, yeah. and, and Billy, just before we end this episode, I, I know completely off topic, but we're seeing this huge demand, at least for advanced packaging um, in, in the back end. Any companies you, you like at the moment with that, that really focus on that advanced packaging um, solution, especially uh, uh, that can obviously benefit from this. Uh, I, I believe TSMC mentioned that they're trying to 2X their capacity this year alone, and they still believe with that 2X is still not enough uh, for them to meet up with demand. Yeah, I mean, the packaging companies that I like are uh, Kulik and Sofa. Their advanced packaging is a small part of their revenue, but it should grow more. It's a very cheap stock. Um, the main advanced packaging company that I know of in Europe is uh, BE Semiconductor. They are almost exclusively advanced packaging. Um, they traded a high valuation for something around 40 times earnings. Um, then there was, um, oh gosh, 
I forgot the name of this company. There's a, a third company that uh, uh, just uh, actually pre-announced something. Hang on, let me see. Um, Metrology. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I think there's some KLA in there. Um, Jeez. Uh, Anyway, I can't totally I find I it. Um, anyway, TSMC uh, has the um, has the apparently oh Camtech. That's where we go. Camtech. Uh, that stock just exploded. They do some. They don't do the ac- actual packaging, but they do metrology for advanced packaging, which you know checks for defects and uh, make sure that everything is uh, you know you know that it's going to work. Um, so their metrology, they just got a huge amount of orders and their stock went up a lot. TSMC apparently has the best proprietary packaging technology. Um, but if it looked, there was a rumor a while back and we talked about this, that NVIDIA was talking to some other packaging houses, notably one called Amcor to maybe help develop some excess capacity there. And I think on the rumor of that Amcor went up like eight or 10%. That's actually a pretty cheap stock. I think it's only trades around 10 or 11 times earnings. Um, they don't make machines, they're a packaging house, but they could be a beneficiary as well. Definitely, Billy. Thank you for this quick update and for your overall thoughts. And I think this is a great way to end this segment.